Hello, I'm Martin Kane, and in this episode I interview John Fitness, Guinness World Record holder for the smallest number of charging stops travelling the length of New Zealand, and coordinator of the New Zealand Tesla Owners Club. Welcome to the New Zealand All That's Tesla podcast. All right, I'm here with John Fitness, who has been a Tesla owner for a while. Um, John, let's start with your background. What, uh, whereabouts do you live, and what was it that brought you into Tesla? Well, um, thank you um, for having me on the on the podcast, Martin. Um, I I've been a Tesla owner now since approximately December uh, 2017. So what's that? About almost four years ago now. Um, I. I was pretty late to the game. I think there were some earlier owners in New Zealand. Uh, but for myself, I, I'd just come back from California um, in October 2017, uh, where I'd seen my my friend, uh, my friend's dad actually driving around in a, in a, in a white Model S. And I thought, oh, man, it's got to be the coolest thing. I actually thought it was a cool car even before I realized it was electric. Um, and I just thought it was just a just, just dead set, just a good-looking um, sedan. Um, when I heard it was electric, I... Went for a drive with him, um, was massively impressed with the speed. And I thought, just what a fun uh, form of mobility. So from my perspective, it very much didn't come from the from the, the green aspect, I guess, that came later uh, for me. It was very much about um, just the kind of the joy of the, of, of the drive, actually. Yeah. Excellent. And since you've um, owned one, I understand you recently did a... A quite an amazing trip. Can you tell us about that? Well, yeah. Look, so I guess um, our first Tesla that we bought um, uh, back in December 2017 was a, a white Model S, and we we drove all around the country um, in that car. Despite the fact there was only one supercharger at the time um, in Hamilton, uh, we later my wife's cap, um, Captiva Holden Captiva died a, a horrible death, um, and I think it was partly because we refused to to, to give it regular service maintenance and, um, and uh, it died and we replaced that with a Model X, uh, which we later sold and um, it was a bit too big for us. And so we bought a Model 3. Um, so, that we, so we've got the two now, um, fortunately. Um, and so, you know, kind of come COVID lockdown last year, back in March, um, I've always been one for, for enjoying the, tr- the drive and just traveling right around the country. And I thought what better way to kind of see New Zealand post COVID lockdown than to, to do a drive through the country. So it was kind of started out just a, a plan to go for a bit of a drive and maybe camp out, you know, camp in the car. Um, I've got a bed for the back of the car uh, from Dreamcase and um, it makes for a very kind of enjoyable driving and camping experience. And I thought, oh, look, I'll just go for a drive and kind of see, see where, kind of where, where I get to. Um, and then I thought, well, look, you know, I wonder if anyone's done Cape Ring to Bluff. And I know that um, yourself, Martin, and uh, quite a f- few of the early pioneers have, but maybe not in one hit or maybe not in one go. So I started looking into it and I thought, thought there's actually a challenge here. There's kind of a, a challenge to get from Cape Ring to Bluff um, in, in, an, in an electric car and to see kind of how fast you can do it, but not in terms of speed, but how few charging stops. Um, so it took a hell of a lot of organisation, as it turns out. But um, And I did some research and I'd found out that actually Craig Salmon uh, from Northland had actually done it oh, a long time ago now, maybe 2015 or 2016. Craig did it in a 24-kilowatt um, leaf, 
and it took them two weeks and um, I think 25 charging stops. So I thought I'd, I'd stand a pretty fair chance of beating that record. Um, not, not that it was a challenge in, in that sense, but just kind of more um, can it be done. And so I uh, engaged with all the right people, including um, the Nati Curie uh, from the, the, the Iwi from up north, and then started um, early, fe- early Feb, I think it was the 5th of Feb I left, um, Cape Ringer, and I got to, to Bluff the following day, um, at 9 p.m. In the, in the evening. Um, yeah, so it took me, what, like a day and a half and six stops. So that's actually a Guinness World Record. Um, it's yet to be recognised. I think I've got another week or two to wait until I hear back from Guinness. Um, but the early signs are that should be accepted. So, yeah, that'll be um, a new Guinness World Record. Yes, and just to clarify, that was uh, not a race from Cape Ranger to the Bluff, but it was a... The, the, it was simply the number of charging stops. You weren't, um, you weren't, you know, endangering anyone by, you know, continuing to drive overnight. You you took it reasonably easy. Oh, absolutely, and um, and you know, so stuck to legal road speeds the whole way. Um, I actually used a um a GPS app, um, to to share my location in real time with anybody who who kind of wished to follow me. And at one point, I had about four hundred and fifty subscribers following my journey so they could actually see in real time the, the speeds and my location and kind of follow the journey in real time it was actually quite exciting my my son and daughter's local primary school um, were also kind of following the journey as I, as I, as I went down so no look it was certainly a very much a legal race um, but more a race kind of I guess uh, against myself in, in terms of fatigue and so the, the charging stops um, the, the six charging stops three in the, in the North Island and three in the South Island actually really helped you know, kind of go for a walk. I actually slept. <laughs> I actually, I actually, in the, the last couple, I actually had a quick sleep in the car. Um, so no, it was it was very much a um, kind of a race um, against kind of almost fatigue in myself and um, the, the mental challenge of, of driving that far. Um, I think the car held up admirably and um, did a great job, yeah. So it was kind of more um, a personal challenge than a car challenge. Good on you. Were there any sort of major unforeseen disasters uh, that occurred en route that sort of put um, you know, the old spanner in the works? Um, the, there was a slip up north that um, had closed uh, State Highway 1 about six months ago, and uh, that's still not fixed, so that required a, quite a significant detour. Um, and then along the journey, I think my biggest concern was that I would get a, uh, a flat tyre. I think that would have kind of derailed the plan because I'd, I'd organised with various groups to meet me at each of the charging stops. So had I kind of fallen behind in that plan, then I think um, that kind of would have become derailed. Um, part of it being a Guinness World Record is that you need a, a witness or witnesses at each of the stops. Um, and so I think I probably would have set that schedule um, out of whack had I got a flat tyre, but I didn't in the event. Um, <laughs> I almost got run into uh, by a ute and tie happy. That's probably about the closest I came to, to a disaster. Um, this guy was backing out and didn't look and if I, I had to apply the emergency brakes, yeah. Uh, but no, um, other than that, that I, was, I was very fortunate and kind of sailed through. I think the hardest leg, actually, interesting enough, uh, Martin, was the hardest leg, because uh, I'm, I'm driving a, a standard range Model 3, which has a, a practical range of maybe 350, 360Ks. Um, but the hardest leg was between, um, I did non-stop from Hamilton, from the Hamilton Supercharger to Mangaweka. Um, and that's about 335 kilometres, which is well within the range normally, but the, the entire journey from Hamilton to Mangaweka is uphill. Um, it's, a climb of, it's a climb of about 1,000 metres. Um, and so 
uh, yeah, the car certainly, like I, I rolled into to Mangaweka with 14 Ks on the, on the clock. Gee, that would have uh, that would have uh, had my heart beating a wee bit fast. That's for sure. I can tell. I was coming coming down down the desert road, um, kind of crossing my fingers and legs. <laughs> Good on you. Now, John, your other role in the Tesla community is um, sort of looking after the official Tesla sanctioned owners club for New Zealand. Yeah, that's right. Um, um, I that, that, so that started back in oof, uh, just after I got the car actually. So that started back in um, December. Yeah, so January 2018. So what does that involve on your part? Oh, look, it's a voluntary role, and um, it's it's more about maintaining um, an active presence on behalf of the owners um, in, in, a, in a community, really. Uh, as you know, these are um, these kind of aren't your run-of-the-mill cars. If you're moving from an ICE car, from an internal combustion um, engine car to an electric car, particularly a Tesla, there's a lot of... Um, uh, questions I guess you have and it really helps to have an active community uh, and so that's kind of that that's the community forum side we we, we answer a lot of questions around um, uh, everything from insurance to you know operation of the cars and you know is this normal get a lot of that um, those types of questions I guess and then through from the Tesla side um, it's about having a, a direct line through to um, Tesla management um, is a line of communication um, both ways both from the club we provide a lot of feedback to, to Tesla, um, you know, uh, faults, um, input on, say, new charging locations. And then Tesla feed a lot of information back to us as well. So they, they might be holding um, test drives uh, or they'll be launching a new body shop or a new repair shop, um, uh, or, sorry, service centre. And they'll, they'll feed that in through the club as well and um, updates. Tesla, Tesla at, a, at an HQ level, um, don't have a PR department or a marketing or comms department. So they the only kind of channel of comms through to the owners is through the owners' clubs. Excellent. So do, do you deal with Australia or New Zealand in that context, John? Uh, both. So um, Australia and New Zealand are managed by the same team. Um, they're largely based out of Sydney and Melbourne now. Uh, so, yeah, we're very much seen as a, as a kind of a, as a geographical offshoot of Australia, um, kind of lovingly referred to as the East Island, I think, sometimes, <laughs> or, the, um, or the, the seventh state or sixth state, I'm not quite sure the count. Um, and, but then there's also a local representative here, but yeah, very much so. So, that, so we meet monthly with um, Tesla management. Um, that's the local store manager here in, in Auckland, um, but also then the, um, his manager and the other managers up in, um, in, in Australia as well. Great news. Now, my understanding, uh, the membership of the Tesla Owners Club is that is that free or is there a small cost involved? Um, it's we, we've we've certainly bandied that about. Um, I guess you can do more um, if you have some funds. We don't have any funds, uh, and so we don't have a, a cost of membership. Um, the the costs that we incur are very minimal. You know, running a website and uh, and, and a domain name, so that's uh, that's been born up until now by the admins. So no, it's, it's it's free membership. You just need to validate yourself as a as a uh, bona fide Tesla owner, and that's easiest done uh, through the VIN of your car. Or if you're um, not not that way inclined, we can take the rego and do a quick rego check. But one of the conditions of of running a, um, an officially sanctioned club is that Tesla like to know. Um, how many official members you have, how many people actually own cars. And so, yeah, so collecting those kind of those basic details of who they are, 
roughly what area, you know, Auckland, Wellington, et cetera, that you're in. Um, and what type of car you have is kind of mandatory to running the official club. So you'll notice on Facebook, you've got the official club, which I think is, I think now is about 750, 800 members or so, which is um, certainly a, um, a good number of people. But then you've got a larger group of people, which we call the, um, the Model 3 group or the Model Y group, for example. And they, they just tend to be more... Um, uh, a combination of owners and, and fans, um, people that are interested in Tesla that may not be owners. Um, so those groups have got much larger membership. I think the the Model 3 group has about 3,000 members from memory, yeah. Mm. And do Tesla in any way promote the Tesla Owners Club when people go and pick up their Model 3s in June? Um, the uh, When people take delivery, they're certainly informed of the T- Tesla Owners Club. And I think it's because the time that Tesla take it delivery has certainly dropped off since the days of, you know, the Model S and X. Um, you know, back when I took delivery of my Model S, um, I think Tesla sat with me for the best part of an hour, maybe even an hour and a half or so, taking me through all the functions and, and how to use the car. Um, more recently, when I took delivery of my Model 3, it's um, here's the key card, don't run out of charge, and good luck to you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so the so the club then becomes the proxy for any kind of further questions. Um, yeah, so it's it's that's kind of it's it's promoted at that point. Um, and I guess then in kind of in terms of a forum, um, it's really really useful to get that feedback both ways as well. Um, interestingly enough, um, Tesla have just um, uh, moved New Zealand um, to the Tesla Engage platform. So um, that's hot off the press. We've just signed up for that this week. Which means that will be um, uh, so the the Tesla Engage platform is the official Tesla owned and managed. Um, it's kind of the equivalent of uh, say Facebook, where it's a it's a community forum um, that is run by Tesla, um, and we'll, we can we can now start to transition some of our discussions to the Tesla Engage platform. I'm hoping. So that's uh, individual members uh, will sorry individual owners. Uh, will register with that Tesla Engage platform and talk directly to the bigwigs. Is that right? Kind of, yeah. So they so it's monitored by Tesla. I don't think they will actively engage um, there, other than to broadcast messages. Um, it's very much a kind of a command and control type um, uh, hierarchy there. But you will sign in with your Tesla account, uh, so it'll authenticate you that way. Um, and then yes, your your messages will be in forum uh, messages can talk to kind of fellow owners and at times Tesla and Tesla Tesla marketing too. Excellent. So how do you see the future of Tesla in New Zealand? Do you think it's going to become sort of the market leader um, in years to come? No, I, I think it's going to always be a bit of a niche product unless they release something very very cheap. Um, you know, you're still looking at a hell of a lot of money for, for even the base Model S, sorry, uh, Model 3, sorry, you know, uh, 70K or 70, $72,000 last I checked. Uh, and so until that come that price point comes down a lot, um, there's noise of maybe a, a cheaper Model 2, um, uh, kind of a city size hatchback. I think that Tesla will certainly take more market share, but I can't see them becoming a, a dominant player um, unless they have a really cheap car out there, yeah. Um, but in terms of the future of Tesla, I, I, I certainly see it moving more into more products though, rather than cars um, or in addition to cars. So I think they'll, they'll start to push their um, uh, Tesla solar, you know, power pack, wall, 
um, the, the energy, their other energy products. Um, and at the same time, they're continuing to, to roll out the supercharging network at quite a rapid pace. So if you think that back in um, December 2017, when I picked up the Model S, only the, um, the Hamilton supercharger was there. We've now got 10 sites, I believe, across the country with a further three planned. Um, so at some point we'll have, you know, um, pretty good coverage around the, around the whole country. Um, we, we, we do kind of through the main trunk line today, but not necessarily up to the um, east and west. But once that's covered off, um, yeah, I, I certainly see Tesla um, taking a good chunk of the market, yeah. So benefits for being a member of the Tesla's owner club, it's free and it provides a whole lot of information and ultimately, if there's enough call for it, um, a direct line to asking Tesla themselves, Tesla HQ themselves. Yeah, we tend to break a lot of um, escalations or complaints on behalf of customers. Um, if, if you can't re- kind of resolve it either with Tesla directly or you know maybe via the community forums, um, the, the owners group have a group of administrators, and uh, we're happy to to kind of to, to represent owners on behalf as a group so you get you've almost got that, that kind of that union style group representation up to up to tesla hq yeah excellent and the tesla owners group arrange uh trips every so often you yeah, particularly from auckland i understand is that right yeah look it's kind of ad hoc um and very much kind of if um if anybody wants to organize an event they're, they're absolutely welcome to and then just publish it on the page it's kind of a um you know if, if you if you're inclined we do we do tend to do more uh, events in the spring um, and um, summer periods, but we've had some pretty um, some pretty neat runs in the past. We've joined up with the um, Ferrari Owners Club, which was quite cool. We did a, a run up to uh, Matakana. Had a great turnout to that. There was maybe fifty five Teslas from memory. Um, the uh, we also jump on the back of the leading the charge um, country road trip, which I believe you're part of, right, Martin? That's right. Yeah, we're organising one for October at the moment. So I think, yeah, look, and, and, um, and I think you, you'll start to see more and more Model 3s um, joining in on that. Um, no, but it's, it's very much just a kind of ad hoc. If you want to do it, then by all means, feel free and go ahead. Um, I can't think, I don't think we've got anything planned right now. Um, so, yeah, the next event for us in terms of events will be to, to join in on the back of the Leading the Charge um, road trip. Well, look, John, thank you very, very much for your time on the podcast today. Um, I'm going to try and get you to encourage Andrea to uh, join us um, on another future episode because we're, uh, we're not getting much in the way of um, uh, ladies' voices. Well, there's, um, there's quite a few kind of high-profile um, women in the Tesla Owners Club, I'm sure um, there's uh, some people <laughs> happy, happy to happy to join, but yeah, absolutely. Look, the next time I'd, I'd love to bring the um, uh, Andrea and maybe maybe even the kids too. They've got a great perspective. Um, I think the highlight for the kids was absolutely when I took um, Matthew uh, to the opening of the model. Uh, sorry, the Model Y. Uh, we we flew to Hawthorne um, for two days and <laughs> went to go and see the the launch of the Model Y. Yeah, so I think. Um, He's got some kind of quite neat little perspective from a, from a 10-year-old going to a, um, a Tesla launch that I'd like to share as well. I can see a kid's episode would be absolutely brilliant. What a great idea. 
Yeah, okay. Well, thank you very much for your time and um, thank you for having me on the podcast, Martin. Real, real pleasure, John. Thank you for that. Thanks once again, John, for your time to record this episode. I'm very enthusiastic now about having a go at organising a kids' episode where we ask them what they think is the best thing about Tesla. If you have youngsters who think Tesla is pretty cool and who would like to be involved, contact me, martin at allthatstesla.nz and let's see what we can put together with them. Of course, Alex and I are interested in hearing from all owners out there, whether you own shares, Powell, Model 3, S or X or maybe dream of a Cybertruck. Make contact with us and let us shout you a coffee. Support on the patreon.com slash allthatstesla page is warmly welcomed. We will give you a shout out and provide a link to all the episodes as they're recorded so that you don't need to wait for the scheduled releases. You can offer as little as a dollar a month. It all helps to keep the show, well, on the road. That's all for this episode. Until next time, stay safe out there.